Thank you for tuning in on Anchor. Welcome to Classes of Veterans. And I encourage every veteran listening to this first responder patriot to download the Anchor app and join me here on Classes of Veterans to talk about all the issues that we're going to discuss. Crack some jokes, have a good time, and be a part of a movement which is changing the face of today's veteran to show the real community how we really are. Download the Anchor app. Give it a whl. Holla at your boy, Vinny Mo twenty nine hundred on Twitter. Check it out once again. Download the Anchor app, Vinny Mo twenty nine hundred on Twitter. Be my guest right here. I'm gonna crack some jokes. I'm gonna talk some shit to you. You could talk some shit to me. Grow some thick skin. We'll do this together. Classes of veterans right here on Anchor. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Classes of Veteran. It seems that uh, all the, the the veterans that are coming on the podcast happen to be from one particular service at this current time. That happens to be the United States Navy. Uh, I really want to holler at my Army brothers because I need y'all to come out here and support me. Uh, share your stories. Be a part of this. Have you started to notice that we're getting a lot of Navy vets? Here? Yeah, um, with the last... Had three this week now. Yeah, this is our third one. And nothing wrong with that. I mean, that that's stellar. I love that. Um, my guest today uh, is Senior Chief Retired Manual Ortiz. I was about to say Carlos Lopez. You know, us us brown folks got bad last names. It is, ain't it? Everyone's everyone's related, and yeah, you got to like. Before you buy a drink, I gotta ask your family lineage and make sure you ain't one of my cousins from around the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got some different baby mamas. Yeah, yeah. Try to we try to keep that one on the low, but yeah, there's a lot of those around the way. So, uh, what, you know, what, 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 and what really I, I really wanted to bring you on this podcast, brother, for for a lot of reasons. Um, one because. You know, we come from a similar background, right? We, we know each other from from around the way. Straight from Westport. Yeah, you was Westport, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of fall on both because I'm a Westport sider. I grew up on the West Side, but I had a lot of time in Westport. Um, yeah, but coming from that background, right? Like, there's a lot of different things there. And then I know you definitely have an an interesting story about your time in service. Uh, I, I, I'm dying to hear about it because I can't fathom how that happened. I'm just like, man, how the hell? Like, you was a busy man. Uh, and and I love that, but uh, you know, really, the, the the first you know thing that we kind of always talk about and ask is, you know, what was that drive for service? What 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 was that that that, that purpose? Uh, for me, the purpose was, you know, uh, man, that was a rough upbringing from where we came from, and. Um, to be honest, like some of the things that we were doing had finally started to catch up with us. Mm-hmm. And um, I was fortunate enough to um, have an uncle who worked for the police department. He was like, look, it's almost about to be over. So you either go or you stay here and you suffer the consequences with your cousins and everybody else. And I'm like, oh shit. So you know, I told my mom like, look, can I come back home? And she lived out north and whatnot, and me and my brothers and everything, we lived down in Westport with my uncle. And um, they used to call it the Devil's House. 
I, I remember that house. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Bad stuff happened in this house. I remember that house. Um, I went back to my mom's house and uh, quit doing everything that I was doing. And um, I had a friend. I went and got a job at uh, Sam's on uh, North Oak. And, um, this kid that I grew up with and went to middle school and stuff with, he worked there. And he was getting ready to go to, uh, he joined the Navy and stuff. And. You know, they always had that referral program and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, how old were you? How old were you when you moved back? And I was um, eighteen. Okay. So I was eighteen. But yeah, so I left my mom's house like I was, I was fifteen. And okay. They, it's like when you went to the house that we're referred to. It's a, uh, it was like your right of passage to become a man. So okay, uh, sink or swim. Yeah. Okay. It, it was it was rough. So. Um, but it was fun. A lot of good. Things. <laughs> I mean, you got the good and the bad with it. But mm-hmm. um, I went to this job and whatnot. And, and my friend, his name was Vince. Uh, his name was not Vince Morales. Obviously. Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? You worked at Sam's Club? Hell no, I had no damn job." And uh, so he was like, "Man, you need to talk to my recruiter. He, man, he's fucking cool as shit and whatnot." And, and I didn't graduate from high school because down there, I mean, we just. You so didn't, my, you yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah, you weren't, yeah, same, so, same deal for me, you didn't graduate. Uh, and I needed, I only needed like maybe two credits to, to finish my diploma, so I went and saw this guy, and we sat down and talked, and I mean, he was cool, I mean, he was, he was a nuke, he was a nuclear engineer, and he was like, uh, he was putting a hard sell on me, and I'm like, I'm ready to go, give me a battle, when's the fastest I could leave, and he was like, uh, well, we got to make sure we got all your stuff, need your birth certificate, all that stuff to join. And um, he's like, "You did you finish school? I'm like, no, I didn't graduate. So he was like, well, there's a program at KCK they used to have, they don't have it anymore, where you had to go do three weeks there with the college professors and stuff. The, the military paid for it. And um, you made it, depending on how many credits you had, you, you had to make it up. So um, I went and did that. And I was able to qualify when took the test and um, did my physical. And they were like, man, when can you leave? Shit. So I the know. military paid for you to get your GED? No, it wasn't GED. It was an actual high school diploma. Oh, okay. I only needed a credit and a half. So okay. Was, uh, back then they considered it an adult high school diploma. Okay. So uh, I went. Um, so when I went to med, as soon as I got the, the certificate, I went to, to MEPS to do my physical and everything and uh, passed, did all that duck walks and shit and all that. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, he came in, he was like, look, they only got uh, one job and it's undesignated where you didn't have a rate really, you just go in and uh, he's like, they leave next month. So, you know, and I didn't tell my parents any that I was doing any of this. Like, I just did it. So, uh, I was like, fuck it. I'm it's time to go. He's like, when's the last time you've been running? I was, I was like, I was real small. I was like maybe 145. I mean, we were young back then. So, yeah. I was like, I was like 145. And uh, he's like, man, you need to start running every day until you go. So, I went home that night and I had to pack it and whatnot. And they have to come speak to your parents and let you know, let them know, like, look, hey, <laughs> he joined and whatnot. So um, he came. I remember he came to my house and my mom was like, 
what the fuck? What are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go. Like, the, it's either I do the other or I go do this. And uh, was she on board with it then? Yeah, I mean, but it, it, she didn't think anything negative of it. She was just worried that okay, did he just making this decision and going? Mm-hmm. Like, but why is it because he doesn't want to be here with us? Because I didn't really have a great relationship with my mom. Yeah, and I left early at an early age, so. Uh, but I, I told her like, look, it's either one is it has nothing to do with you. This has to do with me. Like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with myself. So that was really the reason why that I joined because it was either. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I mean, you, you, you we, on this podcast, I mean, keep it as real as possible. The, the reality is, from for for individuals, me and you directly, you're you're going to be indoctrinated into one system or the other. Yeah. You have to pick which system: is that the penal system or is that the United States military? Yeah. That is the reality of where we came from. To include, or and then the third option is maybe you're not going to be here on the face of this earth. Yeah. So that was, I I I agree with you 100, brother. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, so that was uh that was the big driving force, and like I said, they they gave me a month to prepare to to go. And there was no uh, second guessing it. Like after that, like I, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And uh, what year did you join? Ninety-eight. Because I remember, because you, I, I I remember you were years ahead of me joining. I remember hearing that you were in the Navy, and I was like, okay, cool. Like that's yeah. you know, like just yeah, another guy. July of ninety-eight, and never really came back until, until <laughs> it was almost time to be up so but yeah uh, I remember when I, I, I went that, that final night uh, before you go to boot camp and whatnot you gotta go stay in the hotel and whatnot mm-hmm. you ship out and my guy was like man don't dip don't dip out on me you know what I mean he's like uh, you know they, they threaten you you don't find out this stuff later on like if you if you don't go then you know you're gonna go to jail they're gonna come looking for you but it's all bullshit you know? right like, right but not, I'm like, oh shit, I ain't trying to look. I wasn't trying to go to jail for the other shit. I yeah, I was trying to go to jail for this shit. Trust me, I'm going to boot camp. So, but uh, the boot camp did. I mean, that was a, a whole different experience back then than what it is today. But uh, yeah, that was that was my driving force to go was to really not to get in trouble. And I didn't see myself just working at Sam's for forever or not I didn't I mean I didn't have an education or and I wasn't gonna go to college if I didn't finish high school so yeah I'm right yeah at least this gives me an option until I figure it out yeah okay so so when you when you went um to MEPS when you were you were saying that they were they were threatening you you don't you can't walk out on us yeah. this and that so my my personal I have very limited knowledge and experience obviously um my my youngest just joined and he was saying that um there were some there were some kids that um like left the hotel in the middle of the night they decided they were like nope oh, i'm yeah. not doing this like and they bolted <laughs> yeah so years down the road like after i did my first tour i went recruiting just to see the other experience and then i wanted to continue uh, uh, on a successful path and they said recruiting was the route you needed to go so and then they let me come home afterwards so um you learn all the systems and it's all they like they're teaching you to tell these people because what it's called is attrition so if somebody drops out you got to make them up you know what i mean and, and it's bad oh. for, for you as a recruiter so say like they have shipping goals and whatnot mm-hmm. so when you go when they have you projected to leave say what's today the 12th mm-hmm. say you're supposed mm-hmm. to leave on the, yeah. four, on the 14th on monday mm-hmm. they've already paid for your tickets they've already paid for your, your seats reserved at bootcamp everything's already 
in motion. Yeah. So if you don't go, that's not on you because they can, you could go back and join. Right. It's just up to it's it's up on the recruiter and, and the branch. Now you done your shipping posture is jacked up. Yeah. And now you gotta you gotta make it up or you're gonna take that hit for the month where it goes against your numbers and competition and stuff like that. So So I've always referred to like the recruiter whenever I would talk to Tristan, like the recruiter is is a salesman. He's trying to sell you a future, right? Yeah. Is that is that fair? It is. No, I mean, well, oh, the recruiters take a lot of blasting for, so like when people go to boot camp or if things don't work out for them, mm-hmm. well, my recruiter lied to me, but in actuality, recruit, like you said, he's selling you on joining something that you're not a part of. So he's selling you like a blank piece of paper because you don't know what the army, the yeah. Marine Corps, the Air Force, the Navy is going to be like. When you're talking about jobs and your date to boot camp, that's Met, that's the classifiers that are doing that has nothing to do with the recruiter. So when people be like, man, my recruiter, hey, you sat down with a classifier, chose that job, signed that job. I, all I did was bring, <laughs> all I did was bring you to, I, okay. I, I brought the paper to you. <laughs> yeah. What's written on the paper was done by Sign you and somebody that. else. Yeah. Correct, 100%. And, and, and well, you know, we're going to get further into this, but I can, I can tell you that there was, and you may be more familiar with this, um, I want to say it was 2005 to seven where there was recruiters were actually committing suicide at a, at a, at a huge rate. Um, and I know that was in the army because there's a quota that they have to make. Uh, yeah. So, and we're going to, we're definitely going to, you know, kind of get further into that. We talk about, you know, about this time of service, but, uh, I actually, I, I totally just had one of those brain farts. I totally spaced out that I forgot that you did do recruiting and, uh, that you are actually the first recruiter that we've had here. The 16 years straight of recruiting. Wow. So when we get into this next segment, like it's about to be hot fire about what, because a lot of individuals don't necessarily understand that. I can tell you that my recruiter, he got a two for deal. He got me and my brother. Yeah. And your brother's still in, right? And my brother, my brother's still in. He's at 16, 17 years. So he's finishing out. He's a lifer. Uh, and uh, he's actually here in Kansas City today. Yeah. And we're actually going to go. Uh, go I seen a her. picture. Like, I was scrolling your page and I seen a picture. He, like, he looks completely different from how I imagined him when, like, when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Seeing you guys running together. He, like, I mean, because we've all gotten older. But he, he still looks he still looks young. Mm-hmm. Like, like, especially, like, being a combat soldier and all that. I mean, you, you, you age. You age. You age. You age. <laughs> you age quite fast. You age Very quite young fast. for being in service for 16 years. <laughs> So, uh, just, you know, and this is something that, that as the, the, the objective of the podcast is to inform and help the you know, transition of, of individuals um, from service. But for those of our listeners that do not know, uh, we talked about the United States Marine Corps and where they conduct their basic at. Um, there are two locations. And for the Navy, there is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, there is one location. One, Great Lakes, a little. Great Lakes, yes, Great Lakes. So anybody. I who, didn't know that. Correct. And then for the Navy, there is one location they do they all used to of it. have the, three: one in San Diego, one in Orlando. That was way, way, way back in the day. Okay. Yeah. I've been to the one in in Great Lakes. I had a, a a friend from high school that went, and so I went and watched her graduation. So okay. un- unless they are, uh, and I'm not sure, do, I'll do the research on it, but unless they are, you know, in Vietnam, Vietnam, so they went to basic in San Diego, Orlando, Orlando you might be like, oh, man, hold on, man. Like, you, you're like 22 <laughs> years old, bro. Like, yeah, yeah so that's you know, kind of that piece. I don't recall exactly where the Air Force does it. I think it's power play or <laughs> it could be main event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're they got do- them nice, uh, <laughs> nice offices they keep. 
<laughs> well, def- I'll definitely do the, the proper research and uh, do my Air Force brethren that justice of finding where they go. Uh, in the Army, we ha- we have base every freaking state, so um, there are only, only a couple places that do that. Um, but we're really going to, you know, cut here to a break real quick uh, and then come back and talk about those 16 straight years, 16 straight years of recruiting lives that I know you've changed because I know somebody's reached out to you and said, thank you. They probably reached out to you and also said, fuck you. <laughs> I haven't had any of those. You haven't had no. those? No. Oh, well, shit. They'll use the hell of a recruiter then. I had, I've been blessed. Like, we'll go to places like, uh, I'll be able to, sometimes we get to know, for, for my wife to get to know her. Um, but we'll, we'll be out eating or be at the airport or we'll be somewhere and somebody will come and be like, man, he was my recruiter. And then they'll start wanting to talk and, and, yeah. and we got things to do. But, and I'll always entertain it. But, yeah, they, they have a connection to you yeah. because, because you were a pivotal point in their yeah. life and their journey and you changed it completely. Absolutely. So, so I, I, I don't mind it. Just sometimes it just be at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, we got to go. You can find me here and then we'll, we'll chop it up later. Yeah. And then also, uh, definitely, you know, the, the piece that we would talk about is uh, is is your your extracurricular activities uh, that that you have. Yeah, the music <laughs> stuff. Not the bad extracurricular activities. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the music yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Positive stuff. It was positive. positive in a way, but it also had its consequences with the military as well. So. And you know, I was I'm actually glad you brought that up because I figured so. But before we get to the break, I really want to bring it up because he was hilarious. How we know each other. I think that's hilarious for our <laughs> podcast listeners, uh, and, and hopefully that none, none of the people in the story are still are listening to this podcast. Well, I've known Vince since man, yeah, 14, 15 years old, and I was on the Navy in one side of Westport Road, and he was on the other side behind Guardian Angels, and uh, yeah, I mean, we always bumped into each other mm-hmm. here and there, but that it was wasn't always peaceful it was correct it was <laughs> wasn't always peaceful it's like dipping into other people's girlfriends and stuff at the time <laughs> not mine but, uh, somebody that was i was related to so it was, it was uh, definitely different <laughs> but 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 the beautiful part he about, said it the nice way yeah, yeah. dipping but, into <laughs> politically correct politically correct but what I what what I what I truly love and and I like about that is is, is that story the reason why I bring it up is because you know as we grow as young men right we were definitely full of uh, testosterone machismo the whole nine and and even even those small separations of a couple blocks can cause malice between individuals for no reason just like my wife now like uh, her sister dates uh, her baby's dad is uh from the west side mm-hmm. and um when growing up we didn't like each other correct but but as you grow but even like when i came back and and when i when i got back with my wife and uh before we we got married and whatnot uh, there was still conflict and whatnot and one day we had just it came to where we needed to, to see each other face to face and we squashed it bro and like learning about him and 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 like that's like like me and him are closer than than I am with my real brothers. You know what I mean? We're together every day. My uh, he's close with my kids. I'm close with his son, and like my son loves him to death. Like that's you know that's his uncle. That's his uncle. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's the thing of it is. And and, I, and I'm not. This is not at all saying it's just a veteran thing. I think it is definitely a, a human thing 
in, in our progression and our life course development where we start to say, man, like, well, what's my actual conflict with this individual? What have they done to me directly? And then if you take that time to say, man, listen, like, this is, this is what I perceive. And then they're like, listen, that's not how it played out. Yeah. Cool. And like the next thing you know, you're chopping it up. And next thing you yeah. know, you you know, like, you're, we've done your some, people. Some great things together. You know what I mean? Like we like when the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl for the first time, we were down there on the field. Like, I know, I seen you. I seen you. We were on the we no. on the field with the players. Really? We had that that connection with like he knows some of the players and whatnot. And uh, I had a connection with Tyron Matthew through through C because his dad was locked up, his dad locked up with him. Okay. So he had his connection and I had my, I mean, it was just, it was, it was all up. So he, he took me down and he got extra tickets, passed it down the field. and That's amazing. Yeah, we, wow. We had, we had fun. So. And, and that's what we're going to, you know, come into the next section to talk about all that fun stuff. So coming back at you, class is a veteran. There you go. Back at it. My co-host is still drunk. I'm not drunk. She, she's she's already on her, her fifth handle of fireball. Uh, look at that face. She's like, oh, you got to tell everybody my business. <laughs> He's such a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> so back here for the, uh, the the conclusion and the transition of... Um, of... And so here's a question, man. I, I always give Navy... I always give Navy guys shit, right? Because I don't understand the rank structure. And I say that because, so, and I, I know this now, a chief is an E7. Senior chief is an E8. And then a... Correct. Now, after that, that part I'm getting down. Finally getting through my hard-ass head. But after that, it's like, petty officer, 19th class, petty officer, 17th class. It's, it's third, second, and first. The third, second, first. And so that is a... Uh, e, that is a... E4, 5, and 6. 4, 5, and 6. Gotcha. And then one through three is a seaman, correct? You got a seaman recruit, seaman apprentice, and then seaman. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So that's E1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Okay, tracking. That that makes sense. That makes sense. That 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 really and, and as I as I you know continue to to grow and learning everything and via every service, you know, the rates and all the whole, you know, the industry is I'm kinda crazy. I'm like, hold on man, so so so, so you so you're, so 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 you so you're you're a petty officer, second class rate, whatever that is. I'm like, okay, but you're you're just like you're an E5, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, just say that shit, man. It's a lot easier for me. I'm Army. I was I ain't, I ain't got that much brain cells. Yeah, it, I mean, I know they were trying to change it for a while, but it just it just stayed. So where we left off at, uh, you know, kind of everything that was happening with the music and the military. Uh, you, you know, definitely were excelling in both. A uh, whole lot of energy. Hats off to you for that. Uh, and then, you know, kind of that 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 conflict that was created. Well, the conflict was because C was in prison for murder, mm-hmm. and everybody thought TRU was a gang, which it wasn't. I mean, it might have started off that way, but it, it turned up to be in a business. You know? Correct. But it was only. Because people started complaining, like you get people that are jealous that you're, you're able to do other things and whatnot. So uh, when they they, I remember they took some articles to Navy Recruiting Command, and they were like, "This is who Chief Ortiz is affiliating with." And I had to go see the Admiral, and 
explain my relationship with them and once it uh once I, I sat and explained that I'd known them for a while and it was just a business relationship and whatnot and he was like uh, I'll, I'll never forget it, it was because the Admiral is in Millington Tennessee that's where Navy recruiting command is and um, he was like all right well, he's like I, I can deal with that he's like you haven't gotten any trouble it hasn't changed your performance or anything like that so, correct uh, he was like uh, off the record he was like my son so the people that turned you that that were just hating hating on yeah were they pissed off that nothing nothing happened you know there was i mean they just that when you try to take somebody down and you're using other avenues Mm -hmm. outside of work and um because they they weren't they weren't attacking your work character and or ethic because they they couldn't because they couldn't so they had to find a different avenue my record spoke for itself on on both remember um, when we the actual album hit the streets we went number nine in the country on billboard wow and i just i got promoted to senior chief like right afterwards so (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people like some of my mentors were like the reason you're not getting promoted is because of your affiliation with with the music stuff gotcha so but after i had crushed it they the promotion came right afterwards so and after that i was like uh ready to hang it up you know what I mean it was it, it came to I was at 17 years and I had got to do everything that I wanted to do and um, I just uh, well I was under investigation another different investigation somebody made an accusation against me uh, a female made an accusation against me in in the Navy in the Navy okay well it was, she was a civilian working for the Navy okay and there was somebody that I had helped along the way and, and it was all bullshit I mean she she made a salacious claim and mm-hmm. I had to go through the whole process and mm-hmm. um, I remember I was supposed to come back I was supposed to go to uh, in, not instructor duty I was supposed to go to um, to go work for the uh, inspection teams for recruiting which was career enhancing and whatnot and um, the day I was checking out is when the, the investigation launched you know what I mean so I was put on legal hold. I had to call my wife and say, hey, this is what they're accusing me of is bullshit. And she knew I, I wasn't like that and yeah. whatnot and, and waited for it to play out. And I had I had all my stuff lined up, ready to go, just in case they were trying to come get me and uh, evidence against her, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So when it came down to it, like, uh, this person made this allegation that I was sexually harassing her and whatnot. And uh, so she was in the Navy before and so the and I didn't even I already had all this information but the IG panel uh, and it, it went to a court martial uh, they they did all the research I had it already but I'm not I'm waiting to play my cards yeah yeah I'm not walking with my head down I'm mm-hmm. on legal hold uh, and I made a post about it the other day you might have seen I, yeah I actually seen that I did but, say uh, so I didn't walk with my head down I still I mean they cut me off from everything like they put me they, they shelved me you know what I mean and yeah a lot of people turned their back on me and this was like the beginning of my end of wanting to be in the service and uh so she had accused her recruiter of sexual harassment when she joined the navy and then when she was in the navy she said her chief raped her and then she had accused another sailor while she was out from our command of sexual harassment so the panel finds that she's got this VA claim pending for PTSD 
I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a part of any of that. So she had sent me an email and uh, before the investigation launched, and she was like, hey, let's go hang out and this and that. You're a good friend. This and that. And I, I had the email still. Oh. I don't think she remembered that she sent this. <laughs> so when it was all said and done, I turned it in and, and I, I was here in Kansas City because they let me stay here until it was done. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to deal with me. Yeah. <laughs> this dude's fucked. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna kick him out of the navy and this and that. Your shelf life was about to so expire. The came back because they, they write you a formal letter and they're like, the salacious charges are fucking insufficient. There's, uh, it, it was bullshit. They, yeah, they called it bullshit and they're like, get back to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember when I went to check out and I was cool with the detailer and she cut me orders to come. I said, look, I want to go home. I'm done. And uh, and this was 17 years. You've been in 17 is, years. I had. No, this was right before 17 years. So this okay. was, I came here and um, I put the album out and whatnot. And um, I had made senior chief at 17 years. Okay. But um, I was on that legal hold for a little over, I was like maybe at my 15 year mark, 15, 16. Okay. And uh, I remember checking into the command. I told all the people, like, hey, what's up, Ortiz? And nah, don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> y'all turned your back on me. <laughs> and the thing of it is, um, We've actually talked about this here. We, and uh, you know, try to hold back the humor here, but we are tools. We are a, when you join, you are given a nomenclature. You are no longer Manuel Ortiz Vince Brown. Yeah. You are senior chief Ortiz. Yeah. You have an actual number identifier behind you. That's how they call you by. And eventually your self life will expire. Yeah. And then whether it's a positive exp- expiration or your, or, or your own, Whatever that may be, but you know, at least you were smart enough to see the writing on the yeah, wall. Yeah, and, and I, I played it. I played it good, and then, like I said, I didn't walk around where I was gonna play a victim about the whole situation. And I remember I was like, when I was over, I, my record speaks for itself. I, I should promote the senior chief. And I remember I, one of my friends told me he's like, "Man, look in your record. You might have a, a little fucking mark in there that you were on legal hold." And thank God that I did. You know what I mean? Because there was something in there saying, "Hey." Yeah, we got this dude on legal hold. So I remember I called the uh, new person. I was like, "Man, you gotta, you gotta get this shit out of my fucking record ASAP. I'm about to go to board." And they took it out, and I promoted. And people were like, "How the fuck this dude? He just came off the fucking off the shelf and got promoted." I'm like, "Hey, my record's booked for itself." Like, yeah, the admiral said the top admiral at the fucking Jag said, "Not guilty, motherfucker." That's all. Yeah, that's matters. all that matters. So I, I'm good. But after that, like when I make senior chief. Uh, I just have my, my daughter sacred. I'm like, man, I, I've had enough. Like, I'm tired. I went through all that stuff. And even though it was over and, and I redeemed myself and I, I was doing good here, running, recruiting, and, and I had fixed this district out here and they wanted me to go have my own district. Uh, I was like, nah, I'm done. So I put my papers in and then they flew down. I remember they flew down from recruiting commander like, Man, pull your papers. You're about. You're gonna make master chief in this. And I said, I don't want to make master chief. I'm gonna retire. I'm ready for it. And uh, I remember, uh, like maybe my 18 year mark uh, or uh, 19. I, I had my heart set, but then I found out I was having my son. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had four daughters beforehand. So having him, I'm like, I'm get, I'm hanging out with him. Just yeah. That's gonna be. I'm gonna retire. And, and I, I was doing good. I was comfortable. I, I made money doing music I made money in the Navy and I knew I was gonna get my retirement and everything mm-hmm. cool. so uh, 
I had no second doubt. So it was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, there's a reason why they said 20 years for service, because the commitment and dedication that you need, uh, the number of birthdays that you miss, the number of holidays that you miss, the time away from your family, there's a reason why that 20 mark is that mark directly. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I know when I transitioned out, uh, my total was 13 years, but it... Uh, for me and my job and what I when I accomplished I'm I'm, I'm a combat soldier yeah. at that point in time I no longer they know my shelf life had expired and yeah. she moving to communicate and, and I was there know. to teach and you know yeah, yeah. you're just like I know you, said, like, you knew it was time and, and, and I knew it was time even at because I could have went to 26 years as a senior chief mm-hmm. and as a master chief I could have went to 30 mm-hmm. even though it would have just it would have fast for 10 years but, but I'm like shit I'm already about to hit three years my son's about to be three and I don't re- like because when I was retiring, my wife was like, "I want to hear you throwing it in our face." I could have stayed in the navy. And this and <laughs> like, you make this decision because you want to make this decision, and I'm like, "No, I'm done." Like, I want to hang out with my son, and I've had a blast doing it. And I have an amazing retirement ceremony. I have people coming from all over the United States come to see me to send me off, and uh, like they didn't want me to to hang it up, and even to the last minute, I'm like, "Nah, I'm not." My heart is you set. Were, you were already there. Done. I was at 20 years, three months, and three days, and they were like, um, you know, you can come back. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> How long ago was that that you retired? It'll be three years next month. Really? Yeah. In, uh, no, in August. It'll be three years in August. And, and once I held my, because my, I was supposed to retire at the beginning of August, but then my son was going to be born. So we pushed it to the end of August, to the 24th, and he was born on the 12th. And, uh, so when it was all like once I held him, I'm like, there's nothing there's gonna nothing. change. There's yeah. nothing gonna change my mind. And, and I, I have an amazing son. He, he's like all my kids are. I love all my kids. And but some people, are, oh, you focus on your son. But I've raised four daughters. Yep. I'm yep. having my fun with with my little guy. And I mean, I spoil the crap out of him. So 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 he. So I can tell you that he is. So he. So he's been retired three years now. Yeah. I've been trying to get him on this damn podcast for a year. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 but but for legitimate reasons, we have conversations like, man, I got I to take care of the family. I'm mm-hmm. doing that. Yep. And you know what my response is? Take care of the family, brother, because you've done time, you've done what you did. When he what, first asked me, I was like, because like, when I walked away from the, like, I didn't have any hard feelings, but I wanted to, to decompress from it for a like, Yeah. Like, even my shadow, like, I, I haven't even put my shadow box up. Mm-hmm. Or none, like, I have. It takes a while. Yeah, nothing in my house would show you that I was in the Navy at all. No like, shit. Yeah, everything's in storage and, and boxes and whatnot. It, and that was just my way of, like, when I retired, I gave my, you know, they fly your flag, and I gave it to my son. And uh, because he didn't get to experience the Navy life, so he was my, my exit out. And so I gave it to him, and it's in a box and whatnot. But, uh, like my kids know I was in the Navy, but they don't see it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't. They, they understand, but they don't necessarily yeah. see like it. They, they know I'm dad. Yeah. And they know that dad had multiple things. That, like they know I did music and whatnot, and I have my record plaques and all that stuff. Like all that stuff just sits in boxes and stuff. Like once I, I transition away from, so like I, I like to like keep it to the side so it doesn't. Like I don't dwell on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause some people like when they they they, they dwell on their past or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like being like. You have to be able to move to that next yeah, chapter yeah. in life, uh, and and this is this is me personally. And I wanted I cut out for several years my entire service. I didn't want to be affiliated yeah. with anything. It took me a long time 
to realize that I needed to be able to balance myself as a person, myself as a veteran, myself as a father, all everything in balance. Because for 20 years, the balance was off. You are a soldier, sailor, airman, and marine. That's all it is. So how long time your service is? Three years, 20 years. That is your only identity. When you transition, you have to realize how to make that piece. I can say that what I do now is really my own therapy uh, because it allows me to still identify with that piece. But then when I need to put it on the shelf, I can put it on the shelf and be here. Your aspect is different because we're actually doing to help people. Correct. Some people want to hang on to it just because they need that title you know what I mean? correct and, and you don't do that which which i respect because i get a lot of people that have asked me to do interviews and, and, and whatnot and i've only done one other interview and it was music related and how i, I balanced both but it was with uh biggie's dj his, his road dj that won it and the guy died right afterwards but he was big in hip-hop and uh, this was when we were doing the album one he's the only other person that i've ever done but i always get people like man i got this podcast but like with you like it was just wrong time and, I, and Monique was like she said man you need to go do this thing with Vince and I was like I know well you quit tasking me with other stuff <laughs> but, lay off the to-do list oh, and, and, and you know what if you listen to this I you know so so I, I know his wife uh, we went to Grace Book together hi Monique I just want to say hello I want to give a shout out and say hello and she does she does I'm, I'm like now it's her time you know what I mean yes she 100% was on, the, on the back burner for while I was in yeah but she didn't like the music stuff and you know, come with a lot of problems and uh but she's got her own little success her and her sister got their successful cookie business and, mm-hmm. and whatnot and she went to school and she got her bachelor's degree and the, the families the wives the spouses the children they they put and that that that's that that's that power shift paradigm where you are the primary breadwinner and you're focused on your job and at the end of the day the your partner your spouse is running the house yeah. and then and then you're like all right i'm done and then you want to come in the house and be like check it out this is what's gonna happen and then your partner's gonna be like check it out calm down killer this is exactly how this house <laughs> is run family i'm like i'm not a big family for like with my family mm-hmm. but she her family is like super close-knit and uh it took me a while to get used to that but she did an amazing job with my daughters while i was gone and and, and whatnot and I mean she put them through private school and she kept the house maintained and, and so when I was done she was like well, I want to do me now and I'm like that's fine but sometimes she'll be like man you going back to work I'm like shit my check's in the mail yeah yeah, yeah. But, but she was like don't you get bored and this now I'm like oh, no I'm good I'm good and uh, I hate sometimes when people ask me hey you want to go do it or, or now that I'm retired people be like so you ain't gonna get you another job? Why? I'm making more than I'm you ma- staying on. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm, so, I'm, hang, I'm Mr. Like, I'm like a soccer mom, but I'm not a soccer. So mom. no, 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 no. So, so I love to, I love to hear that. You know why? Because I do. I, I'm the same. I'm the same, except for I, I, I my, my check is in the mail. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, I do this out of, out, out of, I do the work that I do out of passion yeah. because, because, of, because of things I've been through. But at the same time, I also raise my children my youngest specifically by myself so i'm a soccer mom as well yeah. and i'm like man like i actually had a thought a couple days ago like man what if i just like stopped everything and just was like full-time mr mom yeah. i'm like man that <laughs> i don't know if i could but that sounds cool i could like drink during the daytime because <laughs> like sometimes like like i don't do anything like extra extra where like or because 
her Melanie stuff is just taking off. So, like her credit score and everything's going up, and we're about to to build another house. And then she bought her her SUV and whatnot. And so I remember uh, I went to to the store one day, and it, it, we were all together. And somebody was like, "Man, that uh, man, that's a nice car you got." And this and I said, "Oh, she bought it for me so I could transport all her kids." And stuff. <laughs> like, Shut up! I'm like, I'm, "That's what you did. Dude. <laughs> You're taking your kids everywhere." But I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't regret it. Like I. Like sometimes our schedules get good. Like Monique's that type of person. She's always got something going on, you know what I mean? So, but then sometimes she'll plan everything in one shot and then she'll just step back. And then I gotta, I'm like, oh, you gotta ask. And I start freaking out like, man, I gotta, I gotta take this kid over here, this one over there, because they're all involved in different stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she's doing her shit. And then she's just looking at me like, ha, 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 you know? Your <laughs> turn. Because, I mean, she can. It, it, women you guys handle it with like grace it doesn't like our struggles yes. are different so when yes. we jump in to do what you got like it freaks us out you know what I mean yeah and I remember like when I'm I started, I'm I'm like well I was a legit like soccer mom was um yeah it was a little crazy a little stressful I don't disagree make it happen. I don't disagree just like you make it happen I'm sure you figure out a way to make it happen I'm, it might be crazy in your head but you oh, get there. Like the way, like I mean, she's super cool. I, this is this funny story. Like when I retired, I was like, I want to smoke weed again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to try it after twenty years. You know, See what happens. And hey, 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 hey! Let me tell you something, just real quick. This shit's different, bro. It is. It's no longer. It's no longer brown. There's no more. There's no yeah. more seeds or stems. Yeah, like purple, Dude, the, you can. You, you go to like to these chops there, and they're like. I want like this cryptochronolana down and yeah. what does it do? And they, got they got different names and they're like, well, if you have left leg pain, this will take off your whole left leg. And you're like, damn, so bro, I, I just want to be high. <laughs> uh, one of Moya's wife came over and she was like, man, I got something for you. And I was like, all right, I had just had my son and everything. So I said, oh, I'm going to do it. So we were back there smoking. And uh, I remember Monique had to go somewhere and she knew I wanted I wanted to experience this. It's been twenty fucking years. Yeah. So and then you I was you was you was useless. <laughs> Bro, no, hell no. No. Her and Mo dipped out and left me. I'm first time getting high in twenty years. And my son's in the car seat, strapped in the car seat on the floor. So now <laughs> I'm fucking freaking out because he's she left to teach me a lesson. Like, don't be getting fucking high. So <laughs> I'm what am I gonna do with this kid? You know what I mean? Like I, I fucking stuck. <laughs> and she came back and they were fucking laughing. I'm like, fuck you guys, man. Like, How you gonna do me that? Hey, hey. At least the VA kind of you know helps you out, it eases you into it. Yeah. You just and then you was like, guess what? Here's a kid. I'll see you later. You know the good thing about the VA is that their processes have improved so much. You know? Oh no, that they not have waiting so long. They have all their uh, like before you were waiting. I remember my, my claim when I retired, it was done like in two months. And I was like, wow. some people were waiting years to yeah. get their shit done. I'm like, took me 10 years. Yeah. It took me 10 years. Mine so, was done like, good deal, brother. ASAP. And, and I told the nigga, I said, you know, I'm going to get 100%. So I'm going to be straight. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you get retirement. And I remember I, t- I called, I, was, uh, I got my results. So I called the. My mic went I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Her, her mic just went limp because she's still drunk. <laughs> she, she, she she drunk as hell. Thank you. I called the, the VA and the representative was uh, a second class veteran from the Navy. And he was like, he's like, senior, how the fuck did you get 100% on your first shot? I'm like, 
to be like that sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, so he's, he's like, man, you're going to make more than you did on active duty. I said, that's why I ain't going back to fucking work. I don't like what you do. Yeah. And then all of that. Hey, hey, man, you know, brother, I really, really, truly like to even go even further uh, to say that, you know, this is the second interview podcast that you are done. I appreciate that. I know, like, you know, back so I've been kind of working on getting it out here. I understand that. I'm really happy to hear me and you had offline conversations about, yeah. you know, you getting back in, you know, when the time is right. And I, and my, my answer was when you're ready. Right yeah. now, brother, enjoy that retirement. Yeah. Enjoy that life. Enjoy that soccer mom. And then, and, 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 <laughs> and then when you're ready, man, you know, however, uh, myself, anybody that I connect you with, can get you back into this. I mean, shit, like you, you the audio man. Like I bootlegged all this here with all this podcast is just me out of my head um, making this happen. But really, uh, I really, you know, one, one, you know, thank you for your service. That, thank you for changing, you know, a lot of Americans' lives, changing a lot of these people that came from the same type of environments that we did, taking these young men and women and teaching them integrity honor leadership duty all those great things that we've learned in, in service uh appreciate that you know being 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 my guest and as always i kind of like to let my guest uh you know any final words brother man uh thank you for for inviting me i know like I said, like you said it's been a long time coming but i'm glad that we did it because sometimes talking about it it, it uh it uh it's good to sometimes get it out there you know what i mean but oh, yeah um if I can inspire somebody else, that's that's really what it's all about. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. I liked it. This was this was actually kind of fun. And, and and you know what? Like sometimes the podcasts get a little bit crazy. Uh, but you know, you know that with the she lack of motivation today. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a handball in a fireball. She's having a rough day. Uh, this ain't water. <laughs> yeah, this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Jay, and, and closing words. I just thank you. Um, I was actually really into your story so thank you for coming on appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> so, so she said that you, she says that shit because because i'm like listen there's a there, there's a flow of format what we gotta do right i sometimes like brother you really do got a you know really amazing story from start to finish and we had so many veterans here man that that you know i've had guys come here and talk about specific firefights or challenges i've had individuals here who have been part of domestic acts of terror here that have been on here and she gets into the story right and she's like sitting there and i'm like i focus we got to keep this facilitated here we got i'm listening like i want to hear it and that's my it happens with us it is it is like even right before i retired remember when they were those terrorists were shooting up the recruiting stations yes like it was like we had fucking bulletproof windows and desks and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Motherfuckers want to shoot you as soon as you step outside or they can come in and off, blow up your office. And like, I remember they, they were still in our fucking cars. I mean, we were just on some, I mean, me being a senior enlisted leader, I got this. What year was that? That was 10 or 11. No, that, that was like 14. Was like, it? Yeah, it was right here. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That was actually towards the end of my career. You're yeah. right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, I do Jesus right. Christ, you guys, they, 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 they take out recruiters now. You know what I mean? We we're not even gonna have the war to fight. We ain't gonna stop you from yeah, even getting there. Put nobody else in. We're gonna take you guys. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. But the military's changed. Like, I'm glad I hung it up when I did because of all the, the changes and whatnot. But it it just wasn't. Um, I was too old school. You know what I mean? So, ain't wrong with that, brother. Ain't wrong with that. <laughs> I have for like it was like to the point like if I got 16 years of recruiting duty, why am I asking this guy straight out of out of 
college because he's an officer. He's a 01 or 02. I got to ask him permission to work my guys past six o'clock. Like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. This motherfucker going to listen to me. You know what I mean? Like, but you can't, you can get away with it before, but now you. Like, uh, 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 I'm like, nah, nah, nah non commissioned officer though, not going to the service. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. Doesn't make a difference what service it is, your non commissioned officers are the back one. Yeah. You are you are the workhorse. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But as you but you said the as you progress in rank, I can do a little bit less workhorse stuff. Yeah. But I'm still gonna do some work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wanna thank all of our listeners uh for tuning in each and every podcast. Thank you for your support. This the, the growth of this podcast has been just phenomenal. Uh, you can check us out at www.mentoringtheforce.org. We are on all all social media handles: Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook. Uh, I don't know what else there is. I'm getting old, but I think that's about all there is at least right Instagram. now. Inst- uh, yeah, yeah, Instagram. There we go. <laughs> I was like, hold on, what else is there? Um, you know, really and truly, thank all of you listeners for making this happen to all my to all my 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 warrior brothers out there brothers and sisters if you want to be a part of this podcast please reach out to me v morales at mentoringtheforce.org and thank you for tuning in and thank you for being an american worth serving for Continuing on with classes of veterans, and my, my co-host is drunk. I'm not, I'm not drunk, drunk. I'm just, I'm just a little tipsy. I'm not drunk. So I've learned for different ethnicities, you're tipsy. We would call it faded. drunk, faded, faded. faded. Yeah, yeah. Faded. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you, are you feeling a little bit faded? You know what? I can still walk a straight line. So I don't know what that means, but I'm not drunk. Oh no, your foot was stuck in the chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you was like, I can't get my foot out of the chair. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, that's fair. Shut up. <laughs> so you wanted to see the other side, right? You said, uh, so you initially did not go in as a recruiter. No. Okay. Uh, and, and and please, you know, kind of walk us through what that looks like or what that looked like. Part, going into recruiting? Well, yeah, going into recruiting. Like, well, well, you know, here's the reason why I say this. You know, and, and we had this kind of, I met a moment ago, my recruiter fucked me, right? Recruiters yeah. aren't always a deal. I've met a lot of line dogs who actually went from a 12 Bravo 11 series into recruiting as a full-time. Yeah. Uh, and actually, one of, one of them is actually getting ready, a buddy of mine is getting ready to retire. Uh, and he is actually at 16 years of recruiting as well. You spend that time in whatever you're given rate, NEC, MOS is, and then you kind of get into recruiting. It's a special individual it takes, man. It really does. A lot. You got to be a salesman and follow through. But there's a lot of people like before they had a screening process. So when I first wanted to come recruiting, you had to go sit in front of a panel of career recruiters and you had to, uh, explain to them why you, they should allow you to become a recruiter or what attributes do you have? Are you shy? Or, you know, are you outgoing? And uh, I was pretty outgoing at that time. So it was, it was a pretty easy process for me, but uh, they got rid of it. So now they just, because I mean, the military is hurting for body. So mm-hmm. they just start taking people and some of them don't have any personality. So uh, that's where you get into what you were talking about earlier, like with the depression and, people uh suicide rates and whatnot but for me when i uh 
finished my first four years, I was on a ship. I was on the uh, USS Gonzalez, and uh, I had just got married, torsely promoted to E5, second class. And a ship, not a boat? No, boats are submarines. But, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 just real quick backstory for you, as if our <laughs> listeners, we had uh, these Navy vets come in, and I was, boy, I was going, I was going ham on them. <laughs> I was like, listen, you was on a boat, and they was like, no, we're not on a boat. So every chance I got, I was going to do it there, but I wanted to let them continue with the story. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah, sorry, you. I had to. I couldn't help <laughs> but it. But yeah, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was on the destroyer, and uh, once that was up, and I was uh, really cool with my senior enlisted leader, and uh, she like, look, you're on a, a fast track now, so uh, you could either go push boots, be an RDC, or you can go recruiting duty. And I ain't going back up to that. I'm not. I couldn't see myself as an RDC. I was like, what? What is an RDC? Uh, recruit division commander, like a drill sergeant correct okay okay yeah so so uh just real quick uh army drill sergeant uh or what's the marine corps i apologize a drill instructor so you'll call him a di uh and then the navy it is hard to see and you didn't want to do that no no because their hours are crazy like oh they work their ass off okay i mean it's it's very beneficial for your career but if i could go home they gave me an option i could go back home to kansas city Mm -hmm. and um then uh, still have that enhancement with recruiting duty, that billet. Okay. So when I first came to recruiting, like, I mean, I hit the ground running like that. I was, I came in, this is my area. So you could, like, it's home. You, yeah, you, you knew I where you go. needed to go. Yeah, yep. So it was, it was simple for me. So uh, the average recruiting tour is three years. And I remember my first year and a half, I mean, I was winning all the, because they, they do a competition every year. You're competing to be the best mm-hmm. at your position, whether it be, as a recruiter, or you're running a station, or you're running an area. Okay. So they have recruiter, recruiter in charge, and then they had its own supervisor. Okay. So as a career recruiter, you want to be that zone supervisor. You want to run the whole area. Okay. And uh, recruiter, I, I just killed it my first year and a half. So I remember the the region came down, and he was a career recruiter, mass chief, and. He was like, man, you're on the fast track. Uh, we want you to convert. And I remember my chief recruiter for my uh, district. He was like, for the Kansas City district, he was like, nah, you need to go back out to the to the field or to the, to a ship. He's like, you're, you're too young. And, and uh, the master chief was like, no, I want his package. I'm sitting in the next board. We need him. We, we want him to, to stay. And my CR was like, it, I, I love him to death. We're still, uh, we still communicate to this day. And he was like, I wouldn't do it. He's like, that's that's a long time to be recruiting. I'm like, shit, why I gotta go back out to sea? I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, let me uh, put, put together my package and, and, and guys, obviously that master chief sat the board, so he picked me. That first year and a half, what, what did you do that that got you that recognition? You know, because I was young. I was only 22 at the time, so a mm-hmm. lot of the kids still related to me and. Um, and I went to the same the same station that I joined out of, so mm-hmm. uh, I just knew the area. I was young; they could relate. I had yeah. well, I had my off my desk set up and everything. Like kids would come in there; and they can relate with just Navy stuff. Like I had like I had uh, little mini lowrider cars, and that's when the little homie things came out. Mm-hmm. I had like a whole little shelf. People were like, man, this stuff is so cool, and they would come up. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Really, the, the thing was, I was just young, so okay. I, and I was energetic, so and I wasn't 
sit there and lie lie to somebody about right. okay, well the navy's not great but if i'm having fun at that time like uh it, it was just easy to talk about so. okay did you get so was it numbers why that you've gotten yeah. a lot well, as a recruiter you're not getting so that they, they don't hit you with like so a station will get a particular so you get, you're in a zone mm-hmm. a zone will be like five stations six stations okay each station has their number so I was in a big station, so they have large stations, small stations, medium-sized stations. I was in a large station, okay. so we took a big chunk of the gold. So for there's like five of us in there, we maybe had a goal of ten. So at 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 a minimum, they want you to put in two. You know what I mean? Okay. And I was putting in threes, fours, fives every month. So gotcha. It was it was just okay. Became simple. It was easy. Yeah. <laughs> so then they want me to start running stations, and after that, so after I converted you, like. You're making rank like this, so I went from E E five to E six real real quick, and then uh, I remember uh, there was a station. It was a first class. E six. He had Blue Springs was a station, and um, I grew I, up in Blue Springs. You grew up in Blue Springs. I did. My my, my uh, grandparents and everybody grew up in Blue Springs. So yeah. That's why I took the station was because I could go see my grandparents every day. Uh, so I go out of the station. I'm young, but they saw first. I hadn't put on first class yet, and I guess they thought because I was junior, they was gonna try to tell me how it is, and they were mm-hmm. gonna try to tell me what they weren't gonna do. But I was so aggressive and successful at that point, like I didn't take no shit. <laughs> uh, the station was struggling, and I took it to to new levels. And uh, I remember when I got promoted to first class, they were like, uh, the station was in Gladstone if you wanted to be successful and that's where I joined out of yeah so they're like you got to go back to Gladstone and I was very successful there as a recruiter so they're like you got to go back there and, and fix Gladstone it's, it's fucked up now and I'm like alright cool and then I went to Gladstone and, and I remember the Kansas City District was going away and we were merging with St. Louis but now because of budgets and everything uh-huh. so now they're trying to take the districts from 32 to 26 total across the nation so they're competitive on their side so they have all the crew recruiters together and now I'm a new crew recruiter and uh, there was a senior chief there and he was like man my guys that he gonna kick you guys that I know you're up and coming you're really <laughs> we're gonna beat you and I'm like okay I said I'll, I'll make a bet and my zone supervisor was there at the time his name was Rick Butler he does a lot with him you might have met him before Talja Mayor yeah Rick, the Rick name Butler. I, he yeah. works at the VFW yeah, yeah the actual Talja uh, Mayor he uh he's like i don't know he's like ortiz is pretty good at, at what he does and i'm like well let's make a bet i said we'll do a big ass bottle of gray goose that i'm gonna wipe out your whole your whole team in one shot and he was like okay <laughs> so i told my guys i said look we're gonna go full force i said you're not gonna like it whatever the, the hours are gonna be crazy but we gotta beat these guys and at the end of the year like we beat them in every single category from the recruiter level, the station level, uh, reserves. Uh, I mean, we. You, you went in and kicked ass. We beat the whole St. Louis <laughs> side. This is one station. And wow. So I was getting ready to come up, and I they kept extending me, like, because you're only supposed to do three years. Now I'm on my fifth year. You know what I mean? So I'm really familiar with the area now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You got uh, the detailer, like, man, you got to go. I'm like, I'm like, well, I just extended. He's like, look about to go to uh he's like you're gonna finish out this year and, and we're gonna 
you need to go somewhere different. And I'm like, well, shit, some of these motherfuckers stay eight years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can I stay a little longer? And they're like, no, if you want to make chief and you want to get promoted, you're going to have to go. So um, he was like, man, you're going to go. Uh, we're going to send you to Philly. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking Philly. No. <laughs> I'm about Philly. And uh, so one of the, my old mentors, the region CR, now he's running, um, he's running Chicago. And he's like, man, come up here. Man. I said, well, talk to Quinn, who was the detailer. So they did some last minute swapping around. And I was having my daughter uh, at the time. And I was like, look, I'm getting ready to have a baby. Because I was thinking about getting out of the Navy. Yeah. Because they wanted to send me to Philly. I'm not going to Philly. That's, I don't know <laughs> anything about the East Coast. That's just not my my swag. And uh, so he got me to Chicago. And they let me stay until my daughter was born. And then I went up to Chicago. And I made chief. How long were you in Chicago? Uh, three years. Did three years there. After that, everything else was three. Okay. So, so every three years, you've got to go. You have to move to a different uh, location. For, for most services, that's that, that's kind of the deal. Yeah. Uh, there are extensions, as he said. There are exceptions and extensions. Like if you're towards the end of your career mm-hmm. and you're like, I got four or five years left, you can sit down and talk about your career. More cost effective for them to keep you somewhere. Correct. Correct. Okay. Instead of moving around, and they also, as much as, as the military period is a machine, there are some compassionate individuals that understand they'll, they'll that. Work with yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're more than willing. Like, yeah. like listen, okay. man, like, like my kids, like a year away from graduating high school, I got three years left, or you know, or whatever yeah. it is. And they're like, look, stand you for a year, two years, so your kids can graduate. And they do work with you, so they, there is that. There is that definitely that family that okay. important there. It's just not something that's talked about quite often. But I wanted to do something to where I was able to get back home quicker than being in Philly. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was only eight hours away and I had already owned a house and my kids went to private school and I was married. So my wife stayed behind while I went up and stayed in the barracks up there and, and worked up there. And uh, I would just come back on the weekends and whatnot. So. And then, and and th- th- this is, a, I know, a part that, you know, I've been kind of harping on you on and then you end up going down south i went to yeah i went to florida well i went to the recruiting district in new orleans which ran florida and then, um yeah i was down there for four years down there for four years uh, and then this to me once again is the conundrum of that piece so you there you are recruiter uh, kicking ass, taking names, yeah. winning, winning bottles of Grey Goose, popping bottles on the rest yeah, of the stations, was, right? Was the, well, the one guy that I beat for the bottle, he would not give me a bottle. Like, <laughs> he didn't pay. No. Oh man! And then he pulled rank on me. He was like, uh, "Damn, he's a sore yeah, loser too." He was, it, it was bad. I, uh, me, I was hard headed back then, just because he was a senior chief. I didn't care. I was like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Fuck yeah. you. You lost. But yeah, I, I did go down to to down south, but. I went to, uh, so then I was running stations up in Chicago, and then I did officer recruiting. And then when I went down to down south, I was running the zone, which is the whole mm-hmm. area. So that's when I really made my mark in in the Navy. And uh, same same thing like with the bet with the guy, but I took it on the whole national. Like I beat everybody mm-hmm. in, in recruiting. Like, nice. Like uh, my my right hand man. He won uh, LPO for the nation. Like they sent him to DC, and, and the only reason why I didn't win for the nation, like they, they gave it to other guys, because 
I was on cats. They didn't want me to be up in DC. Yeah, yeah. Which was bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you, you're stereotyping. But if I'm good enough to do the job, and I'm beating everybody yeah. legitimately, like. But at the end of the day, I was like, whatever. I still promoted my email correct work rate. Correct. I don't even go to DC. My guy went to DC. Actually, two of my guys went to DC, and um, like we killed everybody. Like, because on. So when you're in recruiting, and they give you your number. It's you, the Navy. It's you, the Army, the Air Force, and the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. So they split the, the the geographical area. You're supposed to take at a minimum 25% of your market to be competitive with the other branches. Okay. Now the Army's always going to because say I have six stations, 21 recruiters. They're going to put two or three recruiters per one recruiter in their area because they have a bigger goal to make okay they have more manning that they have to fill than us so they're going to take the bigger part of market well i studied and i would that nighttime and it was weird because my boss was like man you're, you're crazy with this shit and i would <laughs> think of ways to increase my numbers or i would be sitting there and, and numbers would just float in your head because that's all you've been around right and uh that year that I, I I crushed everybody, like we took fifty two percent of the whole market. Damn. Yeah, so we beat everybody, like legitimately. No, no, that 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 Holy that's shit. a legitimate answer. So they went from twenty five percent, and and a lot of them guys, like I mean, I worked them hard, but and they they were so loyal, and uh, I mean they they did it, they put in the work. I just had to twist and turn the key to, mm-hmm. to get them motivated, but they, I mean, I had a great team they everybody got qualified in, in the high, next higher position they did high, uh, community service i mean things that you guys do around the community right they, they, they were doing they, they were going to college i mean they were just well-rounded well-rounded they, team they kicked ass and like i said the year before i took it the highest that they'd ever went was like 24 percent of the market yeah and we went 52 percent like we were killing it that's that's awesome so, so- that's how I, I really made my at that point in Navy recruiting, they knew like knew who you were. Yeah, like you. So what happened while you were down south? Like, is there? Well, so there was good and bad. Okay. While I was down, because I mean, when you like, my boss told me he's like, when you're on top, uh, you're on top at the top, so mm-hmm. they're gonna come for you. So I, I know what he wants to get back to the music portion, but the uh, or he wants to talk about the music stuff. But it actually happened before I went down south. It was. Um, even when I was in Chicago, like I was still doing it. I was just affiliated with it, mm-hmm. with, with C Murder and, and doing that. But I focused on the Navy stuff. On your job, correct. Yeah, that comes friends. first. Like I had my little diamond troop chain and stuff that he'd given me and all that. So uh, I had TRU on my car. It was, it was just a phase that I went through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it started the man earlier than shit even before the like the recruiting stuff started uh that was back in 2002 uh, i had linked up with uh at first it was big ed for tru and mm-hmm. then p and then i came uh to recruiting duty but i had met them before at seventh heaven see a lot of people think that p blew up on the west coast and 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 then he went down south and just destroyed everything but no they really didn't break records until it came from here in Kansas City. Like, Seventh Heaven broke them. Like, if you didn't uh, sell records there independently, you weren't going to make it. So, P, and a lot of people don't know this, like, P had him a, a small little hood apartment down here off the of truce. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, little back backlash like in the projects because I mean he, he was making money, but he just didn't let people know what he was doing. Yeah, whatever. but he, yeah, he had a little spot here in, in Kansas City was like home to him, even though he was living in Richmond and came from New Orleans. Seventh Heaven, and, and the biggest thing was crazy was uh, like my brother, and I don't really speak to him anymore, but. He was the first one that turned me on to, to P with the with that first album, The Ghetto's Trying to Kill Me. Mm -hmm. And that was broke. It sold more records here in Kansas City than it did. And my brother was the one that really turned me on. And he did like to throw that out there. Like, he's, <laughs> you want to know nothing about seeing none of them unless I have this record for you. You be telling people that. I'm like, okay, I still got to work with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I do it. But so when I went down to Florida, and I was like, see, it got in trouble. Mm -hmm. it, it caught a case. And, um, so I was going like every weekend driving from Pensacola to New Orleans to go visit him while he was locked up and whatnot. And his brother had turned his back on him and uh, all these rappers were like just leaving like they left him for dead. Like a lot of people were scared of him. Like he was, he, he did things he said he was going to do. He's a man of his word. Yeah. He was there you married, go. Definitely a man of, he was the boogeyman of rap during that time. <laughs> yes. So, um, he was like, man, I need to get my stuff back out there. And um, he's like, I need your help. He's like, everybody else left me. Can you, can you take over everything? And I'm like, I got this. So me being in recruiting, I'm looking at marketing and I'm analyzing everything that he had sold and, and stuff and, and done before. I had all his sound scan numbers. And I really did my research, but he's schooling me during this whole process. And, uh, he was like, um, man, I did something. And I'm like, what would you do? He's like, because Boosie was locked up with him. Boosie mm -hmm. Badass was locked up with him. And he was like, um, I got this. I recorded I'm thinking he got in trouble again. And, and me and C, were, we were like brothers. Like, we were super close. And he knew shit about me, like, that I ain't tell nobody. And he told me a lot of things that nobody knows about him. And, uh, he, he was super close with my daughter, Sienna, too. My, uh, she's 13 now. And uh, so he was like, uh, I got this album. We recorded back here. And while, while he was locked up? Yeah, they were, they were mm -hmm. monk mates. So he, we had somebody on the inside that, they had like this little machine, it's a pocket studio, mm -hmm. like a legit studio. So, so I think I know what I would be referring to. I remember purchasing that in Iraq on my second yeah. tour, and I'm gonna tell you, it's like a task. It's called a task game or some shit, and it had you put a little memory chip in the thing. Mm -hmm. You load it up to your your Pro Tools and everything. It's like a real studio. Like yeah. artists take it with them. Mm -hmm. They go somewhere, and I'm like, where the fuck are we gonna get this? So when we got it into them and whatnot, and, uh, I mean, they loved him up there because he was a celebrity. Even the prison yeah. guards and whatnot, like they showed him respect. Like, and we, he had TRU all over the prison. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was running it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even Boosie, like Boosie knew not don't don't fuck with C. You know what I mean? And um, he was like, uh, I need you to bring it to life. And I'm like, this is big. You know what I mean? This is oh, it, it, it was heat. It was hot. It was true. Yeah. It was the truth. So oh, I'm yeah. like. Okay, so I started working on it, and I said, now I gotta find producers, and I gotta do the marketing, and then a lot of labels didn't wanna touch it because both of these guys are in prison for murder. Yeah. And um, 
Boosie was signed to his label, and C was basically in purgatory because he left No Limit. Correct. He was, wasn't getting along with his brother. And um, so the production team they had, Beats by the Pound, mm-hmm. they left No Limit and they had a huge falling out with uh, P, but they still, everybody loves C. So I go to them and I'm like, man, let's get this album together. So they start helping me and they're schooling me during the process too. And uh, we start doing, and all the time I'm still in the Navy doing this, you know what I mean? But I'm doing it after hours. And that, that, that was when I remember when, and I'm just kind of following and hearing what you've been doing. I'm like, man, I'm wondering myself, how are you getting this done? I was full of energy. I was about to say, but like, I was like, oh, he's working a full day. He's bringing people in the Navy. And then by nighttime, he's he's making these records happen. He's working with these folks. I'm well, like, you man. You get to a certain level in the military, you know, like when you're senior enlisted. Correct, correct. You, you get more leeway. You, you do get a little more leeway. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. And my boss knew that that was my people. So he let me go um, to go do that. And, um, uh, I remember uh, I was sitting with the with the pound and they're kind of skeptical because Pete stole a lot of money from them and they're like I'm like look we're gonna do this legit all contracts I'll make sure you guys get your guys production credits um, your points per album and they were like okay cool so then they start working on it well Seek is his new girlfriend right and she starts seeing dollar signs and she's more into like future all these new artists and stuff in production mm-hmm. which she's not that kind of artist mm-hmm. and so she starts talking about him doing this this album with the pound and i'm like see these guys know your sound they they know they you. you they, they know, create yes yeah, yes they created you so then it started causing problems with the pound and whatnot so then we scrapped the album for a little bit and then um, she left and whatnot and he was like oh we gotta we gotta do this album boosie's about to get out because he had beat his case mm-hmm. and um, but he was still locked up because he was caught smuggling drugs into the prison so he had to finish out his four year sentence but he was coming up mm-hmm. and um, so C had these other producers so we started using because the pound doesn't want nothing to do with it, this fucking album now so he was like uh, man I really want to get some, some features on it and whatnot and I was like well I'll call Snoop and um he was like, man, but Snoop be bullshitting sometimes. And I'm like, nah, Snoop would do it. So I called Snoop. And uh, Snoop was like, hey, nephew, what's up? I'm like, man, C has his record. And it's perfect for you. I need you to do this. He's like, man, whatever C wants. Because C protected Snoop when Death Row was trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. C was the guy that, and then they made that song, Down For My Niggas. That was the actual Death Row, Death Row disc. Okay. So um, I sent this record to Snoop. He sent it back to me in 30 minutes. Done. He was like, anything else you need? I was like, man, you want to throw some money on his books? I said, everybody basically cut him off. And, uh, he was like, cool. We set up an account to put like money out. So, yeah. Damn. C, C called me that night. He was like, he's starting to sweat this out. And I said, man, I got some fucking good news and I got some bad news. And he was like, man, give me the bad news. Fuck it. I just keep always people just keep giving me bad news blah 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 I'm like um, I ain't got no bad news I got good news <laughs> I, was just, I was just fucking with you man you already yeah. have a rough day yeah, like man what the fuck I'm like uh, he called me M.O. He, he didn't call me Manny or Manny or nothing he just called me he's like M.O. what's going on I said so I talked to Snoop he said he's gonna do the record he's like man he be bullshitting sometimes though I said but you ain't even let me tell you the good news though. <laughs> you ain't even let me finish man hold on <laughs> said, so 
did the record already. And um, and that and it's done. The, the, it, it's done. That was the down for my niggas coming out. No, 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 that wasn't down for my niggas. This oh. is the, this was a record off the, the album with him and Boosie. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. So okay. The down for the Nick. So how that happened was they did an award show in in L.A. It was the. Um, BT or American Music Awards. Well, anyway, Snoop had just got with No Limit, and Death Row showed up. Suge's already in prison, but he wants Snoop. Still, Snoop still yeah, yeah. So they go in there, and Snoop doesn't want them anywhere around. But P's like, man, just fuck it. They ain't gonna do shit. So Snoop's super fucking high, and um, no. he's in there with, <laughs> with Badass MC8, and. Um, no Limb was about to go perform, and they're about to, Snoop's supposed to come out there and perform. This is his coming out, coming out with No Limit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's stuck talking to these, this dude from Death Row, Reggie Wright, and uh, I remember um, they said, "What? What?" Um, P goes to the to the stage. Everybody goes to the stage. They forget Snoop's in this fucking room now, surrounded by Death Row. Death Row. <laughs> All the soldiers are on the fucking stage performing. So the dudes are like, oh shit, he's in here by himself. Snoop now notices, oh shit, my security's <laughs> gone. So Snoop was like, I gotta find my way out of here. They're gonna kill me in there. So he throws the first punch and hits this guy, Reggie Wright, punches him in the face. Or no, it's not Reggie Wright, it's he hits. Uh... So you know how the. the uh, the guy that um, had his chain snatched at death row yes. where, where Tupac died. Yes. So it was blood. Yes. And uh, he is the reason why Tupac got killed because uh, he it, was it Orla- Orlando. Not, Orlando's the one who killed Tupac. Correct. But the the guy, same guy that had his chain snatched and instigated yeah. all that shit mm-hmm. is the one that was sitting there fucking with Snoop on behalf of Reggie. Reggie's standing there next to him. So Snoop takes off and hits this dude and um, then he takes off running because he knows now all these because now I got I got I I, I, I got so I made my couple, move they get a couple shots in on him but he's in there with badass and MCA and they're all they don't go to defend him or nothing yeah yeah so he takes off and then the cops end up snatching him up and they end up snatching up no limit too because they come into defense because now they know something's going because something's popping off and we got to take care of business it, it, it was bad so um Afterwards, C calls up Kale. You look like this. So, for for the podcast, right? Uh, I'm fucking loving it. Like I'm loving okay. it all. But what I like to do is I like to take a little bit of a break here, so we can regroup, and then come back and talk about because I because I, I, I want to hear how that because I know that caused problems in the Navy somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then how those two things meshed. And then now what, and then, you know, kind of go into what it is you do now. Okay. Uh, so we're going to come back at it at you. Uh, classes of veterans. There you go. Back at it. My co-host is still drunk. I'm not drunk. She, she's, she's already on her, her fifth handle of fireball. Uh, look at that face. She's like, why oh, you got to tell everybody my business? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a liar. He's a liar. 
So back here for the, uh, the the conclusion and the transition of um, of. And so here's a question, man. I, I always give Navy. I always give Navy guys shit, right? Because I don't understand the rank structure, and I say that because so. And I, I know this now. A chief is an E7. Senior chief is an E8, and then a, correct. Now after that, that part I'm getting down. Finally getting through my hard ass head. But after that is like. Petty officer, 19th class. Petty officer, 17th class. It's, it's third, second, and first. The third, second, first. And so that is a... Uh, e, that is a... E four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. Gotcha. And then one through three is a seaman, correct? You got a seaman recruit, seaman apprentice, and then seaman. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So that's E1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Okay, tracking. That that makes sense. That makes sense. That that that, that really... And then... As I as I you know continue to, to grow and learning everything and via every service, you know the rates and all the whole you know the industry is I'm kind of crazy. I'm like, hold on, man. So so so, so you so you <laughs> so 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 you so you you're a petty officer, second class rate, whatever that is. I'm like, okay, but you're you're just like you're an E five, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, just say that shit, man. It's a lot easier for me. I'm army. I was. I ain't, I ain't got that much brain cells. Yeah, it, I mean, I know they were trying to change it for a while, but it just, it just stayed. So where we left off at, uh, you know, kind of everything that was happening with the music and the military, uh, you, you know, definitely were excelling in both. A uh, whole lot of energy. Hats off to you for that. Uh, and then you know, kind of that 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 conflict that was created. Well, the conflict was because. C was in prison for murder, and mm-hmm. everybody thought TRU was a gang, which it wasn't. I mean, it might have started off that way, but it, it turned up to being a business. You know? Correct. But it was only because people started complaining, like, you get people that are jealous that you're, you're able to do other things and whatnot. So uh, when they, they, I remember they took some articles to Navy Recruiting Command, and they were like, this is who Chief Ortiz is affiliating with, and I had to go see the Admiral and explain my relationship with them. And once it, uh, once I, I sat and explained that I'd known them for a while and it was just a business relationship and whatnot. And he was like, uh, I'm, I'll never forget it. it was because the Admiral is in Millington, Tennessee. That's where Navy Recruiting Command is. And uh, he was like, all right, well, he's like, I can deal with it. He's like, you haven't gotten any trouble. It hasn't changed your performance or anything like that. So, Correct. Uh, he was like, uh, off the record, he was like, my son likes him, so you're good. So the people that turned you, that that were... Just hating. Hating on, yeah. Were they pissed off that nothing, nothing happened? You know, there was. I mean, it just... That, when you try to take somebody down and you're using other avenues mm-hmm. outside of work and... Um, because they, they weren't they weren't attacking your work character and or ethic because they, the can, they couldn't because they couldn't yeah. so they had to find a different yeah. avenue. My record spoke for itself on, on both. And I remember uh, when we hit the actual album hit the streets. We went number nine in the country on Billboard. Wow. So, and I had just I had got promoted to senior chief like right afterwards. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people were like some of my mentors were like the reason you're not getting promoted because of your affiliation with, with the music stuff. Gotcha. So, but after I crushed it, they, the promotion came right afterwards. So, and after that, I was like, uh, I'm ready to hang it up. You know what I mean? It, was, it, it came to, I was at 
17 years and I had got to do everything that I wanted to do and um, I just uh, well I was under investigation a different investigation somebody made an accusation against me uh, a female made an accusation against me in in the Navy in the Navy okay well it was, she was a civilian working for the Navy okay and there was somebody that I had helped along the way and, and it was all bullshit I mean she she made a salacious claim and mm-hmm. I had to go through the whole process and mm-hmm. um I remember I was supposed to come back. I was supposed to go to uh, not instructor duty. I was supposed to go to uh, to go work for the inspection teams for recruiting, which was career enhancing and whatnot. And um, the day I was checking out is when the the investigation launched. You know what I mean? So I was put on legal hold. I had to call my wife and say, "Hey, this is what they're accusing me of. This bullshit." And she knew I, I wasn't like that and yeah. whatnot. And, and waited for it to play out. And I had I had all my stuff lined up ready to go just in case they were trying to come get me and uh evidence against her you know what i mean like yeah so when it came down to it like uh this person made this allegation that i was sexually harassing her and whatnot and uh so she was in the navy before and so the and i didn't even i already had all this information with the ig panel uh and they went to a court martial uh they they did all the research. I had it already, but I'm not. I'm waiting to play my cards. Yeah, yeah. I'm not walking with my head down. I'm mm-hmm. on legal hold. Um, and I made a post about it the other day. I, yeah, I actually seen that. I did but, say. Uh, so I didn't walk with my head down. I still. I mean, they cut me off from everything. Like they put me. They, they shelved me. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, a lot of people turned their back on me, and this was like the beginning of my end of wanting to be in the service, and uh, so she had accused her recruiter of sexual harassment when she joined the Navy. And then when she was in the Navy, she said her chief raped her. And then she had accused another sailor while she was out from our command of sexual harassment. So the panel finds that she's got this VA claim pending for PTSD. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a part of any of that. So she had sent me an email and, uh, before the investigation launched, she was like, hey, let's go hang out and this and that, you're a good friend, this and that. And I, I had the email still. Oh. I don't think she remembered that she sent this. You know I mean? <laughs> so when it was all said and done, I turned it in and, and I, I was here in Kansas City because they let me stay here until it was done. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to deal with me. Yeah. Like, fuck, <laughs> that dude's fucked. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to kick him out of the Navy and this and that. Your shelf life was about to so expire. The came back because they, they write you a formal letter and they're like, the salacious charges are fucking insufficient. There's, uh, it, it was bullshit. They, yeah, they called it bullshit, and they're like, get back to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember when I went to check out, and I was cool with the detailer, and she cut me orders to come. I said, look, I want to go home. I'm done. And, uh, and this was 17 years. You've been in 17 was, years. I had, no, this was right before 17 years. So this, okay, was, I came here, and um, I had put the album out and whatnot, and um. I had made senior chief at 17 years. Okay. But um, I was on that legal hold for a little over, shit, I was like maybe at my 15 year mark, 15, 16. Okay. And uh, I remember checking into the command. I told all the people there, like, hey, what's up, Ortiz? And nah, don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> y'all turned your back on me. And, 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 and the thing of it is, um, you know, we've actually talked about this here. We, and uh, you know, try to hold back the humor here, but we are tools. We are a, when you join, you are given a nomenclature. 
you are no longer Manny Ortiz against the Browns. Yeah. You are senior Chief Ortiz. Yeah. You have an actual number identifier behind you. That's how they call you by. And eventually, your self life will expire. Yeah. And then, whether it's a positive exp- expiration or your or, or your own, whatever that may be, but. You know, at least you were smart enough to see the writing on the yeah, wall. Yeah, and, and I, I played it. I played it good. And then, like I said, I didn't walk around where I was going to play a victim about the whole situation. And I remember I was like, when I was over, my record speaks for itself. I, I should promote the senior chief. And I remember I, one of my friends told me, he's like, man, look in your record. You might have a, a little fucking mark in there that you were on legal hold. And thank God that I did. You know what I mean? Because there was something in there saying, hey. Yeah. We got this dude on legal hold. So I remember I called the uh, Dupers and I was like, man, you got to get the shit out of my fucking record ASAP. I'm about to go to board. And they took it out and I promoted and people were like, how the fuck this dude? He just came off the fucking, off the shelf and got promoted. I'm like, hey, my record's booked for itself. Like, yeah. The Admiral said, the top Admiral at the fucking Jag said, not guilty, motherfucker. That's all, yeah. that's all that matters. So I, I'm good. But after that, like when I made senior chief, uh, I just had my, my daughter sacred. And I'm like, man, I, I've had enough. Like, I'm tired. I went through all that stuff. And even though it was over and, and I had redeemed myself and I, I was doing good here, running recruiting, and, and I had fixed this district out here, and they wanted me to go have my own district. Uh, I was like, nah, I'm done. So I put my papers in, and then they flew down. I remember they flew down from recruiting commander, like, Man, pull your papers. You're about. You're gonna make my sheet on this. And I said, I don't want to make my sheet. I'm, I'm gonna retire. I'm ready for it. And uh, I remember, uh, like maybe my 18 year mark uh, or uh, 19. I, I had my heart set, but then I found out I was having my son. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had four daughters beforehand. So having him, I'm like, I'm get, I'm hanging out with him. This, yeah. This gonna be. I'm gonna retire. And, and I, I was doing good. I was comfortable. I, I made money doing music I made money in the Navy and I knew I was gonna get my retirement and everything mm-hmm. cool. so uh, I had no second doubt so it was kind of a no-brainer yeah you, you know you, you there's a reason why they said 20 years for service because the commitment and dedication that you need uh, the number of birthdays that you miss the number of holidays that you miss the time away from your family there's a reason why that 20 mark is that mark directly yeah. and, and and you know what I know when I transitioned out, uh, my total was 13 years, but it, uh, for me and my job and what I, when I accomplished, I'm, I'm, I'm a combat soldier yeah. at that point in time. I no longer, they know my self love had expired and yeah. she moving to communicate. And, and I was going to teach and you know, yeah, yeah you're just like, like, I know. You, said, like, you knew it was time and, 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 I, and I knew it was time even at, because tw- I could have went to 26 years as a senior chief mm-hmm. and as a master chief, I could have went to 30. Mm-hmm. And then, even though it would have just, it would have went fast for 10 years, but, but I'm like, shit, I'm already about to hit three years. My son's about to be three. And I don't re- like, cause when I was retiring, my wife was like, I don't want to hear you throwing it in our face. I could have stayed in the Navy. And this <laughs> like, you make this decision because you want to make this decision. And I'm like, no, I'm done. Like I want to hang out with my son and I've had a blast doing it. And I have an amazing retirement ceremony. I have people coming from all over the United States coming to see me, to send me off. And, uh, like they didn't want me to to hang it up and even to the last minute i'm like nah i'm not my heart is you were you were already there i was at 20 years three months and three days and they were like um you know you can come back i'm like no i'm good (laughs) how long ago was that that you retired it'll be three years next month really yeah in uh no in august it'll be three years in august and and 
once I held my, because my, I was supposed to retire at the beginning of August, but then my son was going to be born. So we pushed it to the end of August, to the 24th, and he was born on the 12th. And uh, so when it was off, like, once I held him, I'm like, there's nothing going to change. There's yeah. nothing going to change my mind. And I, I have an amazing son. He, he's like all my kids are, I love all my kids. And but some people, oh, you focus on your son. But I have raised four daughters. Yep. You know? yep. I'm having my fun with, with my little guy. And, I mean, I spoiled the crap out of him. So, so, so he, so I can tell you that he is. So he, so he's been retired three years now. I've been trying to get him on this damn podcast for a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, 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 but for legitimate reasons, we have conversations like, man, I gotta, I gotta take care of the family. I'm mm-hmm. doing, doing that. Yep. And you know what? My response is, take care of the family, yeah. brother, because you've done, time, you've done what you didn't when do. When he first asked me, I was like, because like. When I walked away from there, like I didn't have any hard feelings, but I wanted to, to decompress from it for a while. Like, yeah, like even my shadow, like I, I haven't even put my shadow box up mm-hmm. or none. Like I have. It takes a while. Yeah, nothing in my house would show you that I was in the Navy at all. No like, shit. Yeah, everything's in storage and, and boxes and whatnot. It, and that was just my way. Of, like when I retired, I gave my, the, you know, they fly your flag, and I gave it to my son, and uh, because he didn't get to experience the Navy life, so he was my my exit out, and so I gave it to him, and it's in a box and whatnot. But. Uh, like my kids know I was in the Navy, but they don't see it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't. They, they understand, but they don't necessarily yeah. see like it. They, they know I'm dad. Yeah. And they know that dad had multiple things. That, like they know I did music and whatnot, and I have my record plaques and all that stuff. Like all that stuff just sits in boxes and stuff. Like once I, I transition away from something, like I, I like to like keep it to the side so it doesn't. Like I don't dwell on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause some people like when they they they, they dwell on their past or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like being like. You have to be able to move to that next yeah, chapter yeah. in life, uh, and and this is this is me personally. And I wanted I cut out for several years my entire service. I didn't want to be affiliated yeah. with anything. It took me a long time to realize that I needed to be able to balance myself as a person myself as a veteran myself as a father all everything in balance because for 20 years the balance was off you are a soldier sailor airman and marine that's all it is how long time your service is three years 20 years that is your only identity when you transition you have to realize how to make that piece i can say that what i do now is really my own therapy uh because it allows me to Still identify with that piece, yeah. but then when I need to put it on the shelf, I can put it on the shelf but and be your aspect is different because you actually do it to help people. Correct. Some people want to hang on to it just because they need that title. You know what I mean? Correct. And, and you don't do that, which which I respect because I get a lot of people that have asked me to do interviews and, and, and whatnot, and I've only done one other interview. It was music related and how I, I balance both. But it was with uh, Biggie's DJ. His, his road DJ that wound it, and the guy died right afterwards. But he was big in hip hop, and uh, this was when we were doing the album. And he's the only other person that I've ever done. But I always get people like, "Man, I got this podcast." But like with you, like it was just wrong timing. And, I, and Monique was like, "She said, man, you need to go do this thing with Vince.'" And I was like, "I know. Well, you quit tasking me with other stuff. <laughs> Lay off the to do list." Oh, and, and, and you know what? If you listen to this, I you know so so. I, I know his wife. Uh, we went to Grace Brook together. Hi, Monique. I just want to say hello. I want to give a shout out and say hello. And she does. She does. I'm, I'm like now it's her time. You know what I mean? Yes, hundred percent. On the back burner for while I was in. Yeah. 
with the, she didn't like the music stuff and, and you know it comes with a lot of problems and uh but she's got her own little success her and her sister got their successful cookie business and mm-hmm. whatnot and she went to school and she got her bachelor's degree and the, the families the wives the spouses the children they they put and that that that's that that's that power shift paradigm where you are the primary breadwinner and you're focused on your job and at the end of the day the your partner your spouse is running the house yeah. and then and then you're like all right i'm done and then you want to come in the house and be like check it out this is what's gonna happen and then your partner's gonna be like check it out calm down killer this is exactly how this house <laughs> is run family. i'm like i'm not a big family for like with my family mm-hmm. but she her family is like super close-knit and uh it took me a while to get used to that but she did an amazing job with my daughters while i was gone and and, and whatnot and i mean she put them through private school and she kept the house maintained and, and so when i was done she was like well, i want to do me now and i'm like that's fine but sometimes she'll be like man you're going back to work i'm like shit my check's in the mail you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like, going to work yeah yeah, yeah. But, but she was like don't you get bored in this town i'm like uh no i'm good i'm good and uh, i hate sometimes when people ask me hey you want to go do it or, or now that i'm retired people be like so you ain't gonna get you another job? Why? I'm making more than I'm you ma- staying home. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, so, I'm, hang, I'm Mr. Like, I'm like a soccer mom, but I'm not a soccer so mom. So no, 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 no. So, so I love to, I love to hear that. You know why? Because I do, I, I'm the same. I'm the same, except for I, I, I my, my check's in the mail. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, I do this out of, out, out of, I do the work that I do out of passion because, because, of, because of things I've been through. But at the same time, I also raise my children my youngest specifically by myself so i'm a soccer mom as well yeah. and i'm like man like i actually had a thought a couple of days ago like man what if i just like stopped everything and just was like full-time mr mom yeah. i'm like man that <laughs> i don't know if i could but that sounds cool i could like drink during the daytime because <laughs> like sometimes like like i don't do anything like extra extra where like or because her and melanie stuff is just taking off so like her credit score and everything's going up and we're about to, to build another house and then she bought her her suv and whatnot and so i remember uh i went to to the store one day and it, it, we were all together and somebody was like man that uh man that's a nice car you got and this and i said oh she bought it for me so i could transport all her kids and stuff. Like, shut up i'm like I'm, that's what you did you're taking your kids everywhere but, but i mean i don't i don't i regret it like i like sometimes our schedules get because like monique's that type of person she's always got something going on you know what I mean? so but then sometimes she'll plan everything in one shot and then she'll just step back and then i gotta i'm like oh, you gotta ask and i start freaking out like man i gotta i gotta take this kid over here this one over there because they're all involved in different stuff mm-hmm. and then she's doing her shit and then she's just looking at me like ha 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 you know? your <laughs> turn because i mean she can and, and women you guys handle it with like grace it doesn't like our struggles yes. are different, so when yes. we jump in to do what you got, like it freaks us out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember, like, when I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, I was a legit like soccer mom. Was, um, yeah, it was a little crazy, a little stressful. I don't disagree. But we make it happen. I don't disagree. Just like you make it happen. I'm sure you figure out a way to make it happen. I'm, it might be crazy in your head, but you I get there. Like. The way, like, I mean, she's super cool. I, this is a funny story. Like, when I retired, I was like, I want to smoke weed again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to try it after 20 years. You know See what happens. I, hey, 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 hey. Let me tell you something just real quick. 
This shit's different, bro. It is. It's no longer. It's no longer brown. There's no more. There's no yeah. more seeds or stems. Dude, the, you, get, you, you go to like to these chops there, and they're like, I want like this cryptocrinolonidon, and yeah. what does it do? They and got names. they got different names, and they're like, well, if you have left leg pain, this will take off your whole left leg. And you're like, damn, Some bro, I just want to be high. <laughs> uh, one boy's wife came over, and she was like, man, I got something for you. I was like, all right, I had just had my son and everything, so I said, I'm gonna do it. So we were back there smoking. And uh, I remember Monique had to go somewhere and she knew I wanted I wanted to experience this. It's been 20 fucking years. Yeah. So and then you I was you was, you was useless. <laughs> Bro, no, nah, hell no. No. Her and Mo dipped out and left me. I'm first time getting high in 20 years. And my son's in the car seat strapped in the car seat on the floor so now i'm fucking freaking out because he's she left to teach me a lesson like don't be getting fucking high so <laughs> what am i gonna do with this kid you know what i mean like I, i'm fucking stuck <laughs> and she came back and they were fucking laughing i'm like fuck you guys man, I'm fucked up. Like, how you gonna do me there hey hey at least the va kind of you know helps you out eases you into it yeah. you just and then you was like guess what here's a kid i'll see you later their processes have improved so much. And oh no, that they not have. Waiting so long. They have all their uh, like before you were waiting. I remember my my claim when I retired. It was done like in two months, and I was like, wow. some people were waiting years to yeah. get their shit done. I'm like, took me ten years. Yeah, took me ten years. Mine so, was done like good deal, brother. ASAP, and, and I told Nick, I said, you know, I'm gonna get 100. So I'm gonna be going straight. You know? Yeah, yeah, and you get retirement. And I remember I, t- I called. Cause I was- I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Her, her mic just went limp because she's still drunk. She, 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 she drunk as hell. I called the, the VA and the representative was uh, a second class veteran from the Navy. And he was like, he's like, senior, how the fuck did you get 100% on your first shot? I'm like, it be like that sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's like, so he's kind of like, man, you're going to make more than you get on active duty. I said, that's why I ain't going back to fucking work. I don't like what I do. Yeah. And then wrong with that. Hey, hey, you know, brother, I really, really, truly like to even go even further uh, to say that, you know, this is the second interview podcast that you are done. I appreciate that. I know, like, you know, back is what we've been kind of working on getting it out here. I understand that. I'm really happy to hear me and you had offline conversations about, you know, you getting back in, you know, when the time is right. And I, and my, my answer was when you're ready right now, brother, enjoy that retirement, enjoy that life, enjoy that soccer mom. And then, and and then when you're ready, man, you know, however, uh, myself, anybody that I connect you with and get you back into this. I mean, shit, like you, you, the audio, man, like I bootlegged all this here with all this podcast is just me out of my head, um, making this happen. But really, uh, I really, you know, one, one, you know, thank you for your service. That, thank you for changing, you know, a lot of Americans' lives, changing a lot of these people that came from the same type of environments that we did, taking these young men and women and, and teaching them integrity honor leadership duty all those great things that we've learned in, in service i uh, appreciate that you know being 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 my guest and as always i kind of like to let my guest uh you know any final word brother man uh thank you for for inviting me i know like I said, like you said it's been a long time coming but i'm glad that we did it because sometimes talking about it it, it uh it uh it's good to sometimes get it out there you know what i mean but oh, yeah um if I can inspire somebody else, that's that's really what it's all about. You know what I mean? 
100 percent i liked it this was this was actually kind of fun and, and and you know what like sometimes the podcast get a little bit crazy uh but you know you know that but the, she lack of motivation today right? yeah <laughs> well, she's uh, handball in a fireball she's having a rough day uh this ain't water <laughs> yeah, it's Saturday. yeah yeah jay and, and closing words i just thank you um i was actually really into your story so thank you for coming on <laughs> so, so she said that you, she says that shit because because I'm like listen there's a there, there's a flow of format what we gotta do right I sometimes like brother you really do got a you know really amazing story from start to finish and we get so many veterans here man that that you know I've had guys come here and talk about specific firefights or challenges I've had individuals here who have been part of domestic acts of terror here that have been on here and she gets into the story right and she's like sitting there and I'm like hey focus we got to keep this facilitated here we got i'm listening like i want to hear it and that's my it happens with us it is it is like even right before i retired remember when they were those terrorists were shooting up the recruiting stations yes like like, we had fucking bulletproof windows and desks and shit i'm like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) motherfuckers want to shoot you as soon as you step outside or they come in and blow up your office like I mean, they, they were still in our fucking cars. I mean, we were just on some, I mean, me being a senior enlisted leader, I got this. What year was that? That was 10 or 11. Was no, that, that was like 14. Was like, it? Yeah, it was right here. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That was actually towards the end of my career. You're right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I do right. Jesus Christ, you guys, they, 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 they take out recruiters now. You know what I mean? We're not even gonna have the war to fight. We ain't yeah. gonna stop you from yeah. even getting yeah. there. Put nobody else in. We're gonna take you guys. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. But the military changed. Like, I'm glad I hung it up when I did because of all the, the changes and whatnot. But it it just wasn't. Um, I was too old school. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. I have for like it was like to the point like if I got 16 years of recruiting duty, why am I asking this guy straight out of out of college because he's an officer? He's a 01 or 02, I gotta ask him permission to work my guys past six o'clock. Like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. This motherfucker gonna listen to me, you know what I mean? Like, but you can't, you can get away with it before, but now you, like, oh. nah, nah, nah. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not playing this game. Non commissioned officers are the backbone of the service. Yeah, and that's just the way it goes. Doesn't make a difference what service it is, your non commissioned officers are the backbone make, of the service. Make, make it work. Yeah. You are, you are the workhorse. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But as you, but said, though, as you progress in rank, I can do a little bit of less workhorse stuff, yeah. but I'm still going to do some work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank all of our listeners uh, for tuning in each and every podcast. Thank you for your support. This The, the growth of this podcast has been just phenomenal. Uh, you can check us out at www.mentoringtheforce.org. We are on all, all social media handles, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, I don't know what else there is. I'm getting old, but I think that's about all there is, at least Instagram. right now. Inst- uh, yeah, yeah, Instagram. There we go. <laughs> I was like, hold on, what else is there? Um, you know, really, really thank all of you listeners for making this happen. To all my, to all my, uh, my, my warrior brothers out there, brothers and sisters, if you want to be a part of this podcast, please reach out to me, V Morales at mentoringtheforce.org. Uh, and thank you for tuning in. And thank you for being an American worth serving for.